What happens when life as you know it gets flipped upside down? How do you deal? How do you cope? I'm Captain Sandy. And I'm Leah Ray. And this is the Captain Sandy and the Leah Ray Show. We know these moments all too well, don't we, Leah? Yes. We've learned a thing or two about navigating those uncharted waters. And we're talking about how to get through the ups and downs life brings us and also shed light on the joy and grace that can be found in the hard moments. So let's learn how to do the next right thing. Welcome back to the Captain Sandy and Leah Ray show. Obviously sitting next to me is not Captain Sandy, but the one and only my daughter who I love with all of my heart, Lauren Ray. Hello. Welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, I was so happy when you said yes to yes, doing this. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about everything. Yeah, me too. Me too. And if some of you are wondering, you know, um, a little bit of background with my beautiful daughter. Um, so I adopted her actually at birth. I pulled her out, cut the cord, put her on me, wrapped her up in the blanket that we still have. Yes. I won't get rid of that. And took her home. It was she's literally my miracle child and the love of my life. And I just I live and breathe for her. One day she'll see that. <laughs> just kidding, Lola. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I get quite a few questions about you, actually, on social media. And I feel like a lot of times I don't feel I should answer that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you have a voice. She has a voice, and she's so talented and bright and such a good kid, a great student, loves to sing, dance, produce, edit, all, everything. Um, but she's very passionate about many subject matters that – I don't even know about, and she catches me up on current events all the time, um, and I just, I love it, because she's just very on top of what's going on in the world and all of that, so. I try to be. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. So, one of the questions that I get a lot is, how did you feel when I came out with being with a woman? Personally, I was really okay with it. Uh, obviously it was hard because, you know, the divorce, but I was more, um, focused on, uh, on that part. As far as you being with a woman, you know, I, I don't mind. I'm, um, pansexual myself, although I didn't know that at the time when you came out, but, um, no, I mean, I was, I was pretty upset, uh, accepting, you know, it's definitely a change and I had to adjust, but, uh, I don't know. I love Sandy. She's sweet. And uh, so it was, I mean, it was really okay. This is all about helping people, right? And just being as raw and real as you feel comfortable being. But, you know, a lot of kids go through divorce and it's hard because, you know, the adults make a decision and you're kind of just have to like go with the decision. You know, you don't really have much of a say. And so um, how did how did you feel or how did you cope with me divorcing, you know, your dad and leaving our home and going into an apartment yeah, um, it was it was definitely pretty hard for me, um, and I think it took a while for me to kind of like readjust and stuff like that. Um, but overall, especially now, I think like looking back, we've kind of gotten to a good place. You know, we're settled and we have our our house and stuff. Um, so I, I think it ended up turning out really good. Um, but it was definitely really really hard for me at first um, to adjust to everything, you know, and to to accept the fact that these two like integral people in my life were splitting up. But, um, 
I don't know. I think, I think overall it was okay. And it, it, it just took time overall for me to like mm-hmm. accept it and get used to it and stuff. Definitely got you in therapy right away. And that was really, really important. So I yeah. encourage definitely to do that for children that are going through that, to have somebody to talk to, right? Yeah. I definitely think therapy was helpful. It, um, took a while because we've switched therapists a few times, but I think, uh, the one I have now I've been with for a while and definitely have a bond and that was very helpful. And then just overall, like just time, it just took a lot of time for me to kind of like get used to everything that was happening and, and accept it and feel settled. But, uh, now looking back, I think at this point, like I've gotten to a place where, you know, it's good. And, uh, I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as a mom, I felt really, really guilty it's hard not to feel guilty when you love your children so much and you don't want to like make them go through that, you know? So that was very hard. But, um, anyway, I just wanted to give you guys a background kind of what we've been through and, you know, Lolo, what a blessing she is. Um, so how is it now living with Sandy, me and Sandy? I, I, I love, I love Sandy and I love you, obviously. Yeah, you better. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, Again, I think, like, earlier uh, when the divorce first happened, I was, like, very hesitant to meet Sandy and stuff and um, wasn't really, like, involved in, you know, that part of your life. But then, obviously, we all live together now. So, yeah. um, but I think I think overall, you know, it's good. I, I do my own thing a lot of the time. I'm just, yeah. you know, but... Uh, Hang out down the basement. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. So how is it? living with someone who's in so much of the public eye all the time like Sandy we go out places and she's recognized everywhere we go how do you feel about that I mean honestly personally I don't mind it uh I think it's pretty cool you know to like hear the stories and like hear the the different things she experiences even if I'm not always there um I I I think it's interesting and personally it's kind of kind of fun uh and like talking to my friends too, you know, and it's like uh, they'll like look up her show or whatever, or look up like who she is, or what she does. Do you watch her show? I don't really, but I have. I know you in don't. The past. Yeah. Um, Do you see her as a captain, Sandy, or you just know her more as Sandy? Yeah, definitely just Sandy. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, obviously I've seen like episodes of the show, but I don't really like watch the show, so I've just always known her as like. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people just know her as Captain Sandy, like you guys and stuff. Give us just like maybe one or two things that maybe the viewers don't know about her from a personal Uh, level, like her personality or. Gosh, I don't really, I don't really even know. That's hard. She's very like spontaneous, uh, which is, I mean, again, I don't really know how she's like seen on the show as much. But she's she's a very spontaneous person and um like has a lot of energy and stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, she loves Dairy Queen. <laughs> does love Dairy Queen, yes. <laughs> yeah. Loves sweets and ice cream and cookies and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Sandy goes to the store and she's like, Oh, this is for Lolo. Oh, this is for Lolo. And I'm like, Yeah, no, this is for you. <laughs> and Lolo. <Yeah. laughs> it's really funny. So what I love about you too, Lolo, is you now are very supportive for the LGBTQ community and tell me why. Yeah. So, so very recently, I think like almost a year ago now, I came out as pansexual, not to you, but to, I didn't know 
but to me and to my, you know, friends and stuff like that. So I've been uh, a part of the LGBT of the LGBTQ community, like for, you know, a, a year now. And, um, I recently went to pride this past pride month and it was, it was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like, it, it, I don't know. It just felt so accepting and it was so nice being surrounded by like a huge group of people who all experience the same things and who all relate to you on that same way. I, I'm definitely very supportive of it, obviously. And yeah. I, and all, a lot of my friends are also part of that community. So yeah. Yeah, I love it. So I don't know about you all, but um, even though I am with, you know, Sandy and I'm in that uh, the LGBTQ community as well, you know, I came from the gospel industry as well and stuff. And and Lolo corrects me all the time on they. On pronouns. On pronouns, on the pronouns. I'm struggling with that. And I'm just being real about that. And I want to be respectful of that because it's a very real thing. And But I uh, I'm struggling. So... Can you explain the pronouns to people who truly don't understand? Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So obviously, you know, what pronouns are is it's the way you address someone, you know, she, her, he, him, uh, they, them. And in the uh, LGBTQ community, um, pronouns is a big thing for trans people. So there's there's a lot of different gender identities. You know, there's... um. There's uh, trans men and trans women, but there's also gender fluid people and non-binary people. And um, non-binary people is the, you know, the they, them you were mentioning. Uh, not all non-binary people use they, them pronouns, but a, a lot of them do. And uh, I've definitely heard you talk about how it's 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 harder for you because obviously um, you uh, aren't used to using they, them for like one person. Right. Uh, you're more used to using he, him and she, her, but, um, honestly it's, it's, it's all the same. It's not really any different. If you were like walking on the street and you found somebody's wallet, uh, you would say, Oh, like I, I wonder whose wallet this is. I'm, I hope I can return it to them. And in that case, you're speaking about a singular person. And so, uh, what non-binary is, and I'm not personally non-binary, so I don't want to speak too much on it, but you say um, you're more pansexual. Well, so pansexual is a sexuality and non-binary is a gender identity. So sexuality is about the the people you like or the genders that you like. Um, and it can also be about how you like people. So for example, asexuals are someone who just don't enjoy sex and like being sexual. Um, whereas gender identity is more about the gender that you identify with. Uh, so non-binary people... Uh, in general, don't identify with being a man or a woman or any gender. Uh, and so in that case, using they, them would be like the gender neutral option. Right, right. So that's non-binary gender fluid people. Um, and again, everyone's different, but you know, gender fluid people will tend to use like all pronouns or uh, different pronouns on different days and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, it's really just about learning and being listening. O- being open to yeah, learning. Just yeah. being open to learning and listening. And if someone if someone is like, yeah, these are my pronouns and, and you don't know how to use them, just ask, you know, and, and they'll explain it to you. And then it's, it's really, really just about making an effort, uh, in your life to, to make sure that you're using the right pronouns for people and just listening to people in that community. Um, respectful. It's yeah, respectful exactly. To who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, gender identity and that's, uh, having to deal with the issues of pronouns and then sexuality, like I said, is more about, uh, who you like. So for me, I'm pansexual. And for anyone who doesn't know, pansexual means 
uh, for me that I like everyone. I like all genders with no like, uh, like I, I don't, I don't care about the gender. I, I care more about the person. And for me, I like all genders. Um, I love that. So that's what pansexual means. Uh, bisexual can be. Um, some people consider pansexual being a part of bisexual and use it as more of an umbrella term. But bisexual usually means that you like two genders or that you like two or more genders. And then obviously being straight is just liking one gender. Yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 thousands of, of gender identities and of sexualities. Uh, and because there's so many, like I said, obviously it can be confusing, but really the best thing you can do is just listen. And if, if you um, see or hear about something uh, or or interact with something that you don't know about, just put in a little bit of effort to do some research or, or ask someone in your life who knows and just be open to um, really, you know, trying to to apply that because it's, it's respectful and, it's, and it's, it's really important. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Thank you. I remember when you asked me when I first came out, are you a lesbian mom? Yeah. And I didn't really know how to answer that because I just fell in love with a woman. You know, I didn't really because I'm also was attracted to men too. So mm -hmm. I guess I would be more bisexual than pansexual. Yeah. So, um, but you know me, I don't really, for me, I don't really put a label on for myself, yeah. but yeah, that all makes really sense. And I definitely am being more open and trying to, to understand all of this, yeah, of which course. is, so thank you for educating me with all of this. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I mean, I, I interact with it all the time in my I daily life. I have a lot of friends, actually a majority of my the friends, majority. uh, who are part of the LGBTQ community, part of the trans community. Uh, and so it's something that is, you know, a huge part of my life. And so that's obviously very important to me. And then obviously me being a part of the LGBTQ community, um, you know, that's going to be an important issue. Um, I, I think it's really awesome how, you know, a lot of the LGBTQ youth, at least that I, I see is a lot more open about who they are. And just a lot of the people I see in general these days that are, that are more my age are a lot more accepting. Um, and I think that that's really awesome. Uh, you know, I could go on for like hours. It's going to take people like you to make changes yeah, and to stand yeah, totally. up for, for our rights and, and all of that. And I, I love that about you. Yeah, I, you're going to do amazing, great things. <laughs> I just have a, I just know. Um, one of the major topics I also wanted to cover that I know is passionate to you is mental health. Yeah, totally. Um, Lolo, I call her Lolo, <laughs> Lauren, Lolo, um, has Tourette syndrome. And I found that out when she started having tics in school with the blinking of the eye, the rubbing of the nose, the, uh, the arm movements. And so I took her to see a neurologist and he diagnosed her with Tourette's, which comes from her biological mother's side. And basically, um, you know, I didn't feel the need to put her on any kind of medication because it wasn't affecting your day in and day out life. Like you were learning how to cope with it and you were doing great in school. And I just didn't want to medicate you personally. Um, I'm definitely not against medication, but for you, I just felt, um, that was just a personal choice for my child. And, but with Tourette's comes some mental health issues. And can you kind of tell us about some of the mental health issues that you struggle with day yeah, to day. Totally. So like you said, with Tourette's, um, Tourette's and a lot of other conditions have this thing called co comorbidity. I believe I'm saying that right. I might be saying it wrong. Um, but uh, it essentially means that when you have one condition, you're a lot more likely to have another condition. So for me, I have Tourette's. I have um, 
major depressive disorder, and then I have OCD and ADHD. So it's a whole bundle of things uh, that all kind of uh, come 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 in a package. But um, so so yeah, mental health has definitely been something that I've struggled with all my life. Um, Tourette's I developed and was diagnosed with in like. I don't know, like fourth grade, maybe third or fourth grade. It was it was yeah, an elementary school. Yeah, elementary school. Um, everything else, though, I didn't really start experiencing until like seventh or eighth grade. Um, I know my first kind of recollection of when I started experiencing depression was like seventh grade. Anxiety was probably more recently. Um, OCD was like eighth grade freshman year. So so those things have all. Um, become more prevalent in the past couple of years for me and it's been and it's been a, a long you know road and uh I've definitely struggled with it but um you know like I said I'm in therapy and so talking with a therapist and we eventually got me a psychiatrist who got me on an antidepressant um and I think recently I'm doing a lot better with it it's hard to give like advice on that sort of thing because obviously Mental health is so individualized um, to each person, and everybody's going to have completely different experiences. But um, for me, really uh, starting medication, my antidepressant, helped a lot with my depression. Um, and though I do still struggle with, you know, anxiety and ADHD and all those other things, um, medicating my depression allowed me to have the energy to start working on those other things that were also uh, impacting me. Um, and also it was hard because it was like COVID, you know, and I was, I did online school for like half a semester and that was not good at all. Um, so that just made it 10 times harder. But um, I definitely think that mental health is, is a huge issue and it affects so, so many people. Um, and, you know, everyone says, I do think it's talked about a lot, but I, I, I think just in general, education is is a really, really important thing. And just, you know, being able to to recognize that what you're dealing with is uh is is normal and it's something that other people experience and there's ways that you can fix it and it's really not gonna last forever. Now that doesn't mean it's gonna, you know, clear up in a few weeks. Uh for me, I struggled with depression for like two years before getting medicated. But um, it is definitely fixable and treatable. And yeah, just education. I think if everybody was a lot more aware of different mental health conditions and of things that you can do to help that, just in general, it would be it would be a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think just as your mom, like it was hard for me to see you go through that because, you know, a lot of it was like I thought situational at first. I thought, OK, you just lo- lost your childhood home. Your parents went through a divorce. Your mom ended up with a woman. We end up living in an apartment. Um, my relationship became very, very public. Um, so everything just came crashing down on you at once. Then COVID hit. Then Papa died, you know, and it was just so much. And then on top of that, also having mental health. So as your mom, it was hard to know what to do because the first time I've ever been a mom to a teenager, I've never done this before and you've never been a teenager before. So we're both trying to figure out life together and try to figure this out together. And I think the biggest thing I love about us is we talk 
about it. Yeah. Sometimes I force myself on you, like, because I want you to explain and open up to me. Um, but you just don't give up on your kid and you just keep trying and try to be so patient because um, you want as a parent to fix things instantly and you can't, you know. So it is about educating yourself and reaching out to other people that know more than you about the subject um, to get your child help. Um, even just recently, we're considering, you know, the brain scanning um, to and, and trying not to do adding more medication into your your life, which obviously if that's what we'd have to do, I'm open. But we're trying other alternatives for you. And I love that you're so open to that, too, because a lot of kids um, aren't open to it, you know, which is what I love about you. Um, and you're very, sorry. Um, she mentioned, you know, sugar and right away you threw away your sugar, you know, other things we won't talk about that you stopped, you know, getting into to try to self-medicate. And I love that about you, that you're willing to do the work and put in the effort for change. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, that's another big thing. And, and, and obviously it's, it's really, really hard when you're struggling with depression to put in effort because, you know, you just feel so, you know, so low energy and your mood's low all the time. So when you're experiencing depression, like what do you do that day to try to snap out of that? There's, there's smaller coping mechanisms that help like talking to friends and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, being active and eating right and stuff like that. But really for me, I wasn't able to, uh, because you know, it's at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do on your own, you know? And, um, when it, when it comes to being an actual medical diagnosis, there's and and medication's not for everyone, but at least for me, the the thing that helped the most was just starting medication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have noticed a, a difference for sure. So, are you planning on going to college? Yeah, totally. Um, I I think uh, I mean, I don't really know what I want to do right now. Uh, I have a lot of different things that I'm interested in, but like, <laughs> like I don't know. I I have a lot of different things. Uh. I, I like a lot of the arts, you know, I like theater and, and singing Amazing. and stuff. Actress, um, singer. But then I also like, uh, you know, technical stuff. And uh, I like I like politics and activism. Uh, I like editing. I like, you know, video production. There's just, there's a lot of things. So I, I don't really know what I want to do as of now. But um, definitely, definitely I'm thinking about going to college. Um, if that will, whatever I end up doing, if that's the path that's going to help me achieve that, then yeah. Uh, that's definitely where I'll, where I'll go. I love that. Well, I have one more question. Um, cause there's a lot of moms watching this and maybe they'll show their teenagers. That's the hope behind this, you know, to, to do the next right thing in life and to give advice and hope to people. That's why we're even sharing about this is to help people not feel alone. So what kind of advice would you give a mother daughter relationship, especially as a, as a teenager? I think at the end of the day, um, acceptance and patience is really, really important. Uh, speaking to, you know, the moms, it's hard as a teenager because not only are you dealing with mental health, but you also don't know who you are and you're experiencing a lot of things for the first time. And so I think it's really, uh, really up to the mom, uh, or the dad or, or, or just the parents in general 
to give uh, your teenager, if they are struggling, uh, just a lot of patience and a lot of support because uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're their parent. Uh, it's your job and it's your responsibility to take care of them and to support them and and to provide for them what they need. So uh, just, you know, really, really listen to them. I think a lot of parents see their teenagers as children, which we are children, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really frustrating when, um, you, you have, you know, your own thoughts and you know, for a fact that like, you know what you're talking about, but adults won't listen to you because they just see you as some kid. Uh, I, I, I noticed that a lot with, with even littler kids too. And it, and, and it's, and it really makes me frustrated. Um, I want to, later in life when I'm settled, uh, adopt and maybe foster kids. Um, so this is also a a really important issue to me, but I, I think we as a society forget that kids are like humans, like kids are, are, are thinking 24 seven and experiencing things 24 seven, just like you are. And so when a kid comes to you and gets dismissed, like that hurts because they're, they're, they're humans. Um, I, I noticed that a lot of adults talk talk uh, about children in the same way they talk about pets. They'll talk about their children while they're in the same room with somebody else without even acknowledging that the child is, is sitting right there. Uh, do I do that? Um, Not a whole lot. Sometimes. Okay. Um, but it's frustrating because it's like that child is a person too and they're standing there listening to you talk talk about them as if they're not even there and as if they don't have their own thoughts and opinions and feelings and it's um and it's really you know it's it's upsetting so um just in general I think the most important thing is recognize that your kid although they may they may be dealing with a lot of different stuff and experiencing a lot of different things they are going through the same things that you are every single day they're having to get up and and they have responsibilities and they have stress and they have social lives and um you being there and listening to what they're saying and understanding from their perspective and just giving them the support that they need is is really 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 important yeah. Yeah, so for sure but you know i i definitely have my own opinions and it is my job to protect you. And I have lived more life than you. So sometimes I feel like I do know a little better. But I do want to respect how you feel. And I love everything you just said because it's so important. Everything you just said. Um, because it's one day when you will be a mom, you will see your child as always your baby. I will. You will always be my baby. And it's hard to, you know, sometimes see like, okay, she's growing up she's you know mind of her own you know like you're starting to drive and it freaks me out that you're driving and to give you that freedom is is very hard you know um but I mean and I think I think that as the parent that is you know you as a parent chose to have a child and part of that is having a teenager I think a lot of parents have kids because they want kids they want children and then when when they grow up, they get mad at them for having their own opinions. And I'm not really speaking about my experience with you in, here, but um, just what I've seen in general. You know, uh, they get mad that their that their teenager is turning into their own person. And so I think what parents need to realize is you signed up for this. You signed up for the whole you know the whole 18 years. And lifetime. yeah, lifetime. And what comes with that is that your kid's going to change a lot. And so 
it's your responsibility as a parent to to help them through that and to just not abandon yeah and to not abandon and and to be there for them in in whatever way they need um and i and i don't necessarily think it's about you know knowing more than them or because obviously there's going to be a lot of situations where where you do know more than them but it's it's also a lot in the way that you express that to them because again if you're with like a friend like a peer and you're working on something and it's a topic that you know more than them about you're not going to talk to them in a demeaning way you're not going to say no we're doing it this way don't ask questions because that's hurtful you know you can you can say it in a way that's that's not hurtful loving that's loving yeah exactly um and you know your teenager isn't always gonna respond the best to that because you know I'm a teenager and I'm I'm emotional all the time you know and um me too yeah and I don't always know it's best but I definitely think especially when when your kids start getting older it's it's so important to them to realize that they are they again like they are their own person and just saying no with no explanation or just you know forcing forcing something on them is not the best way to help them and it's not the best way to way to reach them or ignoring them yeah or ignoring yeah i mean when you have a fallout with a child or something like that you as the adult make the first step to teach your child like okay we may not agree but this is what love is love is patience and kindness and making amends and hugging each other and loving each other and you just get through it right and you just and you move on to the next and you learn from it right um because there's nothing that you could do that would make me not love you or be your mom you know and I will always be protective and I'll always have your back and and I'm always going to have an opinion and so will you and we just learn to listen to each other um and that's part of being a mom and you're the best thing that ever happened to me in a million years, you've made me want to be a better woman in my life. And that's the truth. And I love you so much. And I'm so proud of everything you said. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, of course. This was very fun. And I think, um, hopefully if people aren't, you know, inspired, which I believe they will be because you're amazing. Um, just click on the link below and record any questions that you might have for Lolo. Do you or myself, do you want them to call you Lolo or Lauren? Uh, either way. Either way. <laughs> um, and we're happy to answer any questions that you guys might have if you're going through any kind of struggles or mental health or um, struggles with your kids because it's a very real thing. And we want to be here to support you guys in any way that we can. Um, and you're not alone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. I'm so proud. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Captain Sandy and Leah Ray Show. We are so grateful that you took the time to be with us today. Be sure to share this episode with someone that you know that needs to hear it and subscribe on any podcast platform and find us on YouTube so you can catch every conversation. That's right, Leah. Till next time. Let's do the next right thing together.